What did Marty Friedman recently say on Rock Fujiyama that caught my attention? What's Wolf's philosophy on achieving success in the new music industry? All this and more on the latest iteration of the monthly 2022 edition of the New Music Industry Podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to the show. I'm David Andrew Weave, and I'm joined as always by my new co-host, Wolf, also known as Wolf the Original Creative, also yep. known as Wolfgang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Wolf? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I always wondered, why is it the Original Creative? Yes. Great question. I love it. So I call myself Wolf the Original Creative because, firstly, I'm original. I'm creative. It's really that simple. And I just feel like nowadays there's a lot of people that lack originality. Everyone, well, not everyone, but there are a lot of people trying to be a copycat, yeah. like a sheep in a herd. I'm just like, yeah, I'm definitely not one of them. I'm more of a lone wolf. Yeah, it just <laughs> works that way, doesn't it? <laughs> but your yeah. name is Wolf Andrew, a lone wolf. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. It's the truth. <laughs> so it just kind of works out. And I've always been creative, you know, music and other creative mediums as well. So it just made perfect sense to me. Wolf, the original creative. And I quite like that that's a bit of a mouthful as well, because everything yeah. is watered down or shortened. And It's true. Yeah. So I like it. <laughs> yeah. But you're like a smart guy. You're an ambitious guy. You're actually quite talented in digital advertising and that whole realm. So it's going to be exciting to see, you know, what both of us can bring to this table, obviously, but I'm excited to hear what you're going to bring. So, but what's, what's new in your world, Wolf? What's happening these days? Lots of things. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll start with this. I run a company called Gaki Music that's based here in London, in the UK. Mm -hmm. We do a number of things. We work with artists on an in-house basis and we're currently looking for new artists. So if you think you've got talent and you've got potential and you're ambitious, definitely contact us here at Gaki Music. You can find us on gakimusic.com. So G-A-K-I music.com. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we do with Gaki Music. But we also actually offer music production services, video production services as well so and consultancy and we do have a couple of info products for anyone who wants to get them but we'll talk more about that later absolutely we'll get into that as well and of course people will probably know me from music entrepreneur hq we're doing some major overhauls over there so there's a lot of exciting and new things to come this podcast with wolf being one of them right this is a really interesting and fun new development that we've put into place for this year and you know i'm working earnestly on my music career which is why we're not doing you know weekly episodes i'm still publishing daily over at davidandreweave.com so nobody's going to be without their daily fill of david if they want it and need it right uh at the same time you know it really gives us space and space is important space to concentrate on the things that you want to work on and need to work on right now and one of those things is my music career like i said really getting back into that and i think this podcast will be an excellent opportunity to document and share some of how that's been going, especially since it's a monthly update. It's like, there's actually going to be things to talk about. <laughs> you give it a little bit of a space of, of a few weeks in there. And then, you know, I'm just going to put this out there too, that, that musicentrepreneurhq.com is currently looking for an interim content marketing, chief marketing officer opportunity. And this is a revenue share opportunity. It's not a full-time position or anything of the sort, but it is a long-term commitment. And there is a weekly commitment to it as well. And I just wanted to put that out there because you just never know who might be listening that might be the right fit. And and that's what's new in my world. So I don't want to take up too much space or time with my rambling. But yeah, just like you, Wolf, lots going on over here. Awesome. So there's a few things we wanted to dive into today in terms of topics and something that you brought up or really a couple of things that you brought up. But maybe we'll start here 
the secret is there is no secret. What does this mean for artists and us music entrepreneurs? It's very simple. And that's part of the biggest problem. <laughs> it is actually extremely simple, but simple doesn't mean easy. So when I say the secret is there's no secret, it's literally that. Right. You have to put in what you need to put in to get out what you want to get out. So if you're putting in minimum effort, you know, inconsistency, and you know lack of commitment you're not going to get anything decent out of that but if you're putting in a good amount of effort you're you're constantly you're constantly you're constantly learning improving upon what you've done learning from your mistakes you're going to get a lot more out of that and also with (laughs) it makes me laugh because i've seen this so many times it just it blows my mind right with music it's very simple it takes time mm-hmm. <laughs> and now when, when you say when you say that that people think oh it's gonna take like five minutes because now everyone's <laughs> these days right it takes years it takes decades yes it can be done in a shorter period of time than that that's true but how sustainable is that how how much longevity does that have probably not very much something mm-hmm. that most people that are listening or if not all people that are listening will find very familiar the saying of one hit wonder or overnight success, these sorts of things. People like that, who you hear of and they're really, really hyped about for a really short period of time, and then they just disappear, almost like they disappear off the face of the earth. There's a good reason why that happens, because they've not done the fundamental things to guarantee a sustainable career. You know, they try to do a shortcut or, you know, hack the system or something, and then they appear, but they disappear just as quickly as they've appeared, you know? That's not really what people want. And you have to work in a different way if you don't want to achieve that. So it's about laying the foundation. And there should be, well, in my opinion, there should be that kind of grit in the process, you know? That should be where the character is built. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a slow process. Like it shouldn't be a fast process, sorry. It should it should take that time to really, really make sure that foundation is solid and set. So when you build upon it, it doesn't crumble. We're all familiar with building on sand versus building on a solid piece of ground. You know, you want to make sure that foundation is set. And really and truly, that takes at least a few years, two, three years, just to even know yourself enough, you know, that as you're growing and developing, you you establish that basis to to build upon, right? I I worked at Sony, and there was an artist, a very very well known artist, who the label was developing for two three years, right? He later went on to win a Brit Award and, and different things, but even with the backing of a major label, because Sony is the second biggest uh, music company in the world at the time of recording this, right? It still took two to three years with, with the major budgets, with the expertise, with the resource, with all these things, right? Mm. So most independent artists don't even have that amount of resource and, and reach and, and team and expertise behind them. And they're expecting what in what time frame? That's, to be honest, very delusional. So if you think it works like that, then you should, you know, pack your musical suitcase and sit back down and just try something else because because you're really just fooling yourself and you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you think that trying to do the shortcuts and trying to hack the system is, is going to work this is not like servers in the 90s you can't just hack it and get on with your day <laughs> so yeah you just you just have to put in the work that's yep. that's it you put in the work learn know the right people meet the right people, keep on doing the right thing for a sustained period of time and it will work for you. That's, that's it. Like, obviously there's more detail to it, but that is fundamentally it. And there's no secret there. The thing that occurred to me, and it sounds like I'm going to go off the rails, but trust me, I will bring it back, is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, right? Everybody knows that in the introduction, he talks about a secret. And if you get this secret, you'll be astounded by its simplicity and effectiveness. Those weren't the exact words, but you know what I'm saying. And so everybody always reads the book 
thinking they got the secret, they know the secret. And if you Google it, it's like everybody's answer is a little different. Some people actually do say the secret is there is no secret. My contention is still that um, that was actually removed from the book <laughs> just so that it, the general public would never have access to this brilliant secret that Napoleon Hill discovered. But even so, you know, as applied to what you're saying there, what, what are artists pursuing, right? They're looking for the latest Spotify exploit. And, and I still wonder, right? Like I, I kind of bristle at it a little bit because I'm like, it's Spotify and you're going to get 0.003 cents per stream or whatever it is. And so even if you do manage to you know, boost your monthly listens or, or do kind of a short-term burst, is it going to last? And how, how much is that really going to add up to in the grand scheme of things? If like one month you make 3000 and the next month, which actually takes a ton of streams, by the way, and then the next month you're down to, you know, a hundred bucks again. So these, these Spotify algorithm exploits, I feel like there's there's better things you could be doing with your time and your energy. And that's another big thing, right? Like you said, you want to go out there, you want to shake hands, you want to make connections, you want to build your network, you want to play shows, you want to get on the radio, not just like get on a playlist, right? That's, that's, that's not the beginning and the end of a music career these days. So, so yeah, I don't think it's reasonable to have any expectation that if you're going to, that you're just going to blow up in a moment. And even if you do, it might not last. Right. And, and patience, you know, that, that word that most people have forgotten patience. <laughs> we're not talking about the take that song. We're talking about the actual word patience. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's just a gross lack of patience. There just really is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it really goes hand in hand with the next thing that you mentioned, which is the shortcut to success is the long road. So these two things kind of go together in your world, right? Like they're interlinked as a philosophy. The shortcut to success is the long road. So, I mean, I've heard it put this way that like most people will take a long circuitous route to get there. Right. And maybe even you were the one to say this, but like the, the successful people who get there faster are the ones that zig and zag instead of going into a big, long circuitous route, they're able to keep it a little bit tighter, but, the, but they still end up wandering off track all the time. So it's, it's basically inevitable that you are going to wander off track. It can be, it can be. And I could talk about this all day. So, <laughs> the reason why I say the shortcut to success is a long road is because when you actually do all the right things for a sustained period of time consistently, that is very efficient. That is very efficient. Of course, you're going to continue to improve, but that will cut off so much time off of you know, reaching the point you want to reach and getting to where you want to go as quickly as possible compared to, and this is what most people do, they work really hard in bursts of energy, like putting in 110%. And then because, you know, in an instant period or in a very, very short period after they've put in all that effort, they don't see exactly what they want to see. Like, you know, the millions of people following them, the, the, hundreds of thousands plus in their bank account they become very demotivated and then they say oh it's not working for me and lament and all that consistency and momentum that they had built up and all the energy they were putting in when they were putting in 110 they discontinue they stop it complete halt right and they may lament for a few weeks a few days a few months a few years and then they say and then something usually external sparks you know, their passion again, and they say, oh, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to make it happen. And then they literally do the same thing over again. Yeah, 110% for a short burst of time, then get disappointed in the outcome, not being some instant overnight success or something, then lament for another prolonged period, and then do that again. This could literally go on for decades. This could go on for years or decades. Compared to if they had just done the the laborious kind of consistent effort consistent effort consistent effort without all those pauses they would have been where they wanted to be years before mm. you know that's why i say it really is like the shortcut really is the long road because no one wants to slog it out for all that time consistent consistently seeing almost no fruits of their labor it's very very demotivating but 
those who are really, in my opinion, those who are really committed, serious and passionate and really, really do want it, they will take that and go through that even when seeing little, you know, tangible rewards like in the form of uh, money or adoring fans flocking to you, they will actually go through that and stick to it, even in the hard times. And yeah, that's 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 uh, coming from the the point of choice. But there may be times where people are consistent, but then something happens in their life that throws them off course, like you know, a, a personal thing or something, and then they come back to it and then do that. Those things can't be controlled, and so yeah, but it can lead to this start stop pattern as well, which is unfortunate because outside of your control. But even if something like that happened, not every single time it's something like that. You know what I mean? Think of how many times you've paused because it's been in your control and you didn't have to pause, but you did compared to how many times it was outside of your control. Usually it's like it's more times it is in your control. So that can be changed. (laughs) Well, something I'm hearing there is uh, sustainability, right? We are one of the hardest working industries there is. And so we know artists that take this seriously often are pulling pretty crazy schedules. I've looked at posts on like DIY musician blog, and I've seen that some musicians are like, yeah, I start my day at six and then I do an interview at seven and then I songwrite at eight and their whole day till like midnight or 1 a.m. is packed. And I mean, you still have to look honestly at what that's doing for you. Are you actually concentrating and doing the right things? And second of all, if you're only able to do that in short bursts, it's inevitable that the tortoise is is going to overtake the hare, the hares, right? It happens every time. So if 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 you're not able to keep going while others are, you know, gunning right behind you to take over, then you're not in a position to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are there because you're going to be burnt out. And then there's medical bills and vacations and whatever else you might have to spend money on to, to get yourself back to where you were before. Loss of income is, can be a big one in that category too. So it's like consistency and sustainability. It doesn't mean that you're not going to you know, give some short bursts of like high impact, high energy work. But it does mean that making sure you're in a condition and you're in a state to be able to continue to contribute and, and bring yourself to your career such that you can still do a great job. I know from having done some of this myself recently that if you come to the studio tired and you're about to sing, you're not going to get the best performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so, so true. And might I add as well, this is not at the expense of self-care. Everyone needs to, you know, look after themselves, look after their physical health, look after their mental and yeah. emotional health, spiritual health, all of the health. <laughs> so that is a must, in my opinion. And then also, it's like how efficient and effective is your work when you're doing it, right? Exactly. You gave a great example. You went to the studio and you, and you were a bit tired and it wasn't 100%, whereas if you were well-rested, aka self-care <laughs> everyone slips up here and there but just generally speaking you know um it could really really just make it more efficient you know yeah so being really mindful and intentional about what level is your work at when you're putting in the work as well so it's like if every time it's 20 percent like 20 percent is very low yeah but if you're doing a 16 hour day at 20 percent what are you really doing? You're, you're better off doing like a six hour day at 100%, right? And being more effective in less amount of time, right? And that will move you forward more. And, and, you, and you can look after yourself and, and do the right thing. Because if you're, if you're doing all the right things in a consistent way, so let's say you say, cool, I'm going to dedicate 24 hours in a week to music purely. Let's say you have a part-time job or an other work or something, but you say, I'm committed to this without fail, 24 hours in a week. That's not that long of your own scheme of things, right? That's like a social media addiction habit or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, watching TV or playing on the video games or something, right? That's that's a reasonable amount of time. But if you were really dedicated and 100% in that time and you just did that consistently, that will be way better for you than if you had like 
you know, 16 hour days, six days a week of like minimum 20% efforts. It's like, really, add it up and, and, and consider, right? It, maybe it's worth looking at putting in less time, but more effective time of the time you do put in. Because that could actually really, really help, you know, and then mm-hmm. build that back up. So let's say it's at 24 hours in a week and then you say 28 then 32, you know, then 40, then 50 or something, you know, just to get into the habit of high efficiency, then they'll work it like that. And then as you see things improve, you start to see the tangible fruits of your labor. It's going to, it's going to make you feel good. So there's something called the competence, uh, competence, uh, confidence cycle. Mm. Where it's like the more competent you become, the more confident you are, and then it just cycles. So you become, you continue to become more confident and competent. Yeah. 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 It's a virtuous cycle. Exactly. And I was going to add something to that point too, which was basically that, you know, on days when I feel tired, I know there's this conversation I need to have or this phone call I need to make, and it's a difficult one. So when I'm feeling tired, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but when I'm feeling tired or just not at my best, I'm resisting having that conversation. Whereas if I wake up well-rested, feeling good, had a little bit of caffeine, not too much, I'm going to be far more likely to want to make that call, even though it's still going to be uncomfortable and it's still going to be difficult. I'm still more likely to make that call well-rested than I am when I'm tired. Exactly. It really does feed into the other things and it compounds as well, um, which is a mathematical principle where it's like your rate of growth continues to increase. So if that was a numerical sequence, a a compounding uh, situation would be like 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. And the rate of growth is actually increasing. It could be in different intervals, whereas linear growth is like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Like you just continue to count. Like, you know, whichever way. (laughs) And, And so, you know, you want to compound your efforts as opposed to like just be on a, on a linear growth curve. You know, I read a blog post about leverage years and years ago, and I want to say it was Derek Severs, but I can't find it. If anybody, if anybody listening knows the post that I'm talking about, please send it to me. It might've even been Steve Pavlina, but it was just incredible. It, it just pointed out like you can take what you've got and you can profit on it time and time again. And I don't just mean monetarily, right? You can take something that you've already created and use it in tons of different ways. And well, no more, nowhere is that more true than in music. Music can be used in promotions and commercials and advertising and films and TV and YouTube videos as lyric videos, as music videos. There's so much potential in how to use one song. If you're just really clever and smart about how you go about it, you can, you can get so much leverage out of one piece, which isn't to say new is not important because I think people, if you're going to create something that's an improvement on what you got versus something new, people always tend towards the new. They want something new. So if you're trying to debate between whether to create something new or improve what you've already got, generally create something new. But just understanding that one song, one EP, one performance even has the potential to be multiple things, not just one occurrence, I think is still lost on, on many artists. Definitely. And to be honest, put that down to mindset in a Mm -hmm. really big way. And that may just sound a bit like, Oh no, (laughs) it is, (laughs) you know, both you and I, we're very much into personal development, uh, you know, reading personal development books, business books, and this sort of thing. And something that I've seen is that there's not really much in the way of personal development in the music industry. It's not really spoken about so much within this niche. In other niches, you hear about it all the time, like marketing, you hear Gary Vee talking about that, property, you hear Grant Cardone talking about that. You hear different influences in different spaces. And yeah, there are a few people coming up here and there in the music industry talking about personal development a little bit more, but it's not really something that's spoken about too too much like 
at all. And I really do feel it should be. And one of the things in the personal development a principle that's spoken about a lot is to be honest, some of the stuff that we've mentioned and just putting in the work, you know, being efficient, working on your craft, constant improvement, constant learning and, and growth, like personal growth, reading, feeding your mind, this kind of stuff, is it's key because this, when I first heard of this, it really just, it was like, crazy it was like wow my mind is blown although it was such a simple principle it's like if you put in an amount of effort right but you put it in at the same level of knowledge that that you've been at it's probably not going to make too much of a difference whereas if you put the same amount of energy but you've you know read stuff you've read things you've learned things you've you've educated yourself self-education not academic education that same amount of energy and effort would yield so much more because you've empowered yourself by additional knowledge and the golden nuggets you get from personal development is going to refine your approach it's going to have this effect that is just going to increase your efforts it's crazy and and i found that in my own experience that that it's true and you just have to try it to to believe it really yeah um I see myself as someone who's constantly on the hunt for new treasures and I bring them back to the podcast like this and, and share them with people. But sometimes I just wonder, like, am I way early to the curve to this thing? Cause I feel like I was talking about music and personal development as early as 2007 and I could be mistaken. It might've been 2009, but that's just a two year difference. Right. So I've been on it for, for a little over 10 years already sharing about what I was discovering and why personal development matters. And, you know, look, it's not about just having a positive attitude and it's not just about working long, hard hours. You're going to come away with that impression. If you kind of read the wrong books, even I was sort of in that delusion of, Oh, I just need to have a positive attitude and work long, hard hours. And that's not the way that's not the way it works. I think, but your mindset is, is really, you know, you, we said it well, it's really summarized in that statement, in that word, really. It's mindset. How do we look at things? How do we think about things? You're in the right mindset if you're planning for worst case scenarios. You're in the wrong mindset if you think everything you do is going to be great because you have a great attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it's, it's literally that kind of thing. And yes, things that are bad, they happen. Yes. And yes, thinking everything's going to be great is unrealistic and, and can be quite delusional as well. But I feel like element, the best of both worlds is somewhere between that. Knowing that things aren't going to always go to plan, but hoping for the best, but what really glues it together in such an effective way is going on, you know? So Churchill said it very well. He said, you know, I'm going to probably butch this, but he basically said, Fail, um, you get to success when you go from failure to failure without lacking enthusiasm. Great enthusiasm. <laughs> so, yeah. so that kind of embodies it all, saying like, you know, we know bad things are going to happen. We're going to keep on trying. We hope for the best, but we're going to keep on going with a smile on our face <laughs> and be enthusiastic. So I truly believe that it's it's that's, that's really where it's at. But like when knowing and and not necessarily like planning for the worst, but like knowing that it won't be good, but having a way to tackle it when it comes up is way better than thinking everything's going to always be rosy. Mm -hmm. Because approaching things in that way, and trust me, I've done that, it is way more painful when things don't go to plan and they aren't so rosy because it's shocking as well. You're like, but how can't it be? always pleasant all the time right that may sound like super crazy and completely naive but i've literally been there i'm i was the optimist you see when they say rose colored glasses yeah. that was me <laughs> rose colored like contact lenses glued onto my eyeballs forever <laughs> it was more like that than just the glasses so trust me i've been there but it, it's good to really just uh not expect the worst, but know it's not going to be perfect all the time, but be prepared for when it's not and keep on going, whether whether it's, you know, a positive outcome or a negative outcome or just keep on going regardless. It's like if you want to go 
we have Tesco, you have like different things like Walmart or whatever, wherever, what part of the world you're in. If you're going to your shop, you know, and you, you want to go get a bottle of milk from the cow or from the oats, yeah? <laughs> you, yeah. Whether it's raining or sunny or snowing, you're going to go get it because you've decided to go and get it. So really the external environment shouldn't affect the outcome of your action. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it's sold out in the shop or not, you've still done your part. You've taken the action to go get it, whether it's been sunny or snowing or raining or whatever. And it really just should be like that in your journey, in your musical journey. You take the action, whether the shop is fully stocked or not, <laughs> whether yeah. it's raining or sunny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really that's really it. Well, to your yeah. point, yeah, John, John <laughs> Maxwell basically said, fail forward. Never fail backwards, always fail forward. Yeah. You know, Werner Erhardt, he says, all accomplishment is a function of resolved breakdowns. So breakdowns that have been resolved create accomplishment. That's very deep. Yeah. That's, that's cool as well. I like it. The Unstarving Musician podcast hosted by Robunzo features interviews with independent music artists who share their experience and expertise on recording, touring, getting gigs, the creative process, marketing, and more. It's a podcast intended to help independent music artists better understand the marketing, business, and creative processes that empower us to do more of what we love, make music. Find it at unstarvingmusician.com and wherever you get your favorite audio. But you offered a good segue here because you talked about mindset. And, and so I might as well take it. You know, I was watching Rock Fujiyama recently. And so for people who don't know, this is a Japanese program and now YouTube channel, essentially. I'm really happy that they revived it as a YouTube show because I loved the original series where they had, you know, Carrie King and Dragon Force and other people on there. But the, the, the main guy on there, not the host, but, you know, the star of the show was Marty Freeman of Megadeth. And, you know, for, for people who followed him, they know that he fell in love with Japanese culture and Japanese music. He loved how free it was, that he loved how genres didn't have such, you know, hard dividing lines like they tend to do in North America, where you're either pop or you're rock or you're folk or you're, you know, in Japan, you can mix things together. And, and it can be a really beautiful fusion of, of different things. So he, this TV show is effectively tailor-made for him. In a recent episode on, on the YouTube channel, and, and bear in mind, this is in Japanese, but he, he basically made the statement that all successful rock musicians or practically all successful rock musicians are business-minded or have a business mindset. I think that's super validating for, for what we're doing. But what are your thoughts on this, Wolf? I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree to be honest. Like I'd say and I I really like rock music. I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of rock music. I've liked it since I was young and growing up. You know, it's it's very solid. And <laughs> funnily enough, it's called rock. But but a beautiful thing about it is I feel like it's held some of the best parts of the traditional music industry and I think it's kept it's kept to its roots in a way that I don't know. It just it just really embodies successful business practice. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like even now, at the time of this podcast being recorded, we're in twenty twenty two. Like rock music, aside from you know global circumstances, can still sell tickets to events. Yeah, it can still sell merch to customers. It can still sell CDs, you know, and physical music formats. It, it can still do a lot of that stuff, right? And you, you could probably walk down the road and see someone with like a rock T-shirt on just on any given day, right? How many other genres of music can you say that for? None. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, not none, but, you know, less so, less so in other genres. And I really do feel that there's there's been like a just great business practice in the in the field of rock just for a very very long time, for as long as I can remember. And so I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. And if you think you know the other business opportunities explored by 
rock musicians or their teams and management, they really do put in a lot of effort that, to be honest, has only caught on relatively recently from other people and like cultural things as well. So even back in the day, like there was um, a strong kind of, uh, that people would build their brand of Mm. artists in a very distinct way, right? And that was very prominent in rock from the jump, right? From the jump is like, we're not just building up the music, we're building up the brand, we're building up the person behind it. And that started to spill into other genres and spaces. Like like back in the day, it would be, you know, the tattoos and the lifestyle and jewelry and the and the flashy stuff. And then other kind of niches started to pick up on that, like, you know, hip hop and, and trap and all these other things started to take from rock and metal and just take these things from there and and you know the heavy guitar sounds like even you know pop started to take from there and take from there and uh, it really just was pioneering like a lot of the kind of early rock stuff paved the way for a lot of the modern pop stuff yeah to be honest if we're very honest with ourselves like if you listen to some of the early noughties pop there's lots of rock influence in there right because it's it's sold you know lots of artists that were influenced by the rock space like even people like Lil Wayne I say he's one of the biggest people outside of the rock genre influenced by the rock genre um in modern times <laughs> like yeah. lots 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 they really need to pave the way for like good 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 business practice so I'd say yeah yeah, definitely. Rock musicians are business-minded. You make a you make a solid point too. Like rock may not be in vogue right now, but sort of like what we mentioned earlier about the tortoise and the hare. If pop so much as rested on its laurels and lost momentum, rock would be the tortoise that would take take it right over. I think because it's it's position it's very well positioned to be able to do that you know rock didn't stop because pop became top 40 and is dominating the top 40 not at all look at frontiers records and what they're up to i think it's frontiers slr you know they've been bringing all kinds of artists back they're they've represented harem scarum and def leppard and they uh, rick springfield and they managed to create a reunion with with dan reed network so so rock is there it's it's alive and well look at uh, rock legends cruise right people love this stuff they will go out there and support their favorite artists and you know even bands that didn't originally have a chance back in like the 80s or 90s for whatever reason bands like king's x are now known and appreciated by way more people because of this rock legends cruise and, and other events like that, which is really amazing to see. And I think it's very gratifying for those bands as well to, you know, they, they're getting into their sixties, seventies at this point, but e- even where they are right now, I'm sure it's gratifying to know that like they have a fan base that appreciates them. And like one of the, one of the key figures in, in music business is Gene Simmons. Right. And I think the the impression is that he's the only one that's like that, but that's just just because he's always cutting new deals and always looking for deals to to create in his life. It, it's not because other artists aren't equally business minded. It's because Gene Simmons is kind of he does it in the most overt sort of way. And by the way, if you're a music entrepreneur, I'm I'm making a kind of a bold statement. If you haven't read Gene Simmons' Sex Money Kiss yet, you have to. You just have to. And I'm not here to sell that book or anything. I, I just think if you're a music entrepreneur, that is, that is required reading. And you know, you'll have to separate the wheat from the chaff, take the good with the bad. You're not going to agree with everything he says, period. Especially if you're if you're sensitive in any way to uh, gender roles and things like that. But we all know that about Gene Simmons already. So it's not going to come as a shock. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> it's a great book. And and I think it's I think it's one of those required reads for music entrepreneurs. You're not gonna sell it, but sell. Shouldn't hurt to sell. So no. if you're not gonna sell it, I'll sell it on your behalf. Oh thank Buy you. Buy it, link, hello. It'll <laughs> be in the, we're gonna put it in the show notes no matter what, right? That's what it looks like to add value to our yeah. audience. So it's going there. Yeah. It, it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
but that's what I wanted to say about that. You know, is there anything you you like to add? No, no, no. The other thing we've been keeping an eye on that's kind of interesting is the fastest growing industries in the U.S. for 2022, and it and it's so funny to watch this. Right, what's been happening is there's there's been a huge rise. Like the top ten is like movie theaters, concert and event promotion. So that's number two. International airlines, travel insurance, travel industry uh, agencies, airports, water parks, hotels, and then musical groups and artists in number 10. So I don't think this is necessarily indicative of like, oh, these are happy times to be an artist. I think what it is, is, you know, we're sort of slowly trying to navigate our way out of lockdown. Concerts are gradually coming back. Travel is gradually coming back. And that's why we're seeing this rise. So it's, it's, it's probably just playing catch up. I don't think it's painting a rosy future for all of us, but it's still kind of nice to see. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I literally, when I saw that list, I literally thought the, Industries arguably most affected by this pandemic are going to be the fastest growing ones because they've dropped low enough <laughs> that even going back to their rates pre-pandemic will probably be a significant kind of growth from where they are right now. And then also when you've kind of gone quite low down, you've got more upsides to reach. So that's probably why they're going to be quite high growth now. And I also believe people are going to miss these things to a point where it's going to have an influx. And even if it's not in volume, it might be in price, you know. So because it's being locked down, some people need, you know, you need to make your profits up again. So things that may have cost less might cost more to do, but people will be happy to pay that premium on it because of the absence of it for such a prolonged period of time due to this pandemic. And that's what I think is going to, you know, cause the growth, these. industries to be the highest growing industries in this time because you know it's still kind of unpredictable times but hopefully it's going in a better direction and we're not going backwards so we'll see we'll definitely see yeah exactly i think there's a lot of pent-up energy right now and that's why people are starting to look to these things for a little bit of escape a little bit of comfort some fun in their lives which makes a lot of sense. I'm just surprised to not see industries like uh, AI, right? Cloud computing, big data, and especially pharmaceutical. I think though there's no way those industries haven't grown by leaps and bounds in the last year, year and a half since the whole pandemic started, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised, but maybe they're not growing at, at, at a rate of 30% to like, what was it? 120% with um, 140% with movie theaters. So maybe it's not growing at that rate. That is, thank you, Spider-Man. Thank you, Matrix. <laughs> and thank you, Venom. Yes. Those are the ones to thank for that. <laughs> but yeah that, those ones that you mentioned those industries are probably 11 12 and 13 to be honest so <laughs> yeah probably. I'm not too far off uh, down, down the list but and, yeah like it, it doesn't surprise me at all really the yeah the growth and um yeah i'm sure it will just kind of continue in the right direction i hope so and i liked matrix by the way i i'm not going to spoil anything for anyone I think the critics, as well as a lot of people who see it, are going to focus on the wrong things and and not enjoy it. So unfortunately, it is one of those sort of controversial movies. But for me, it was like it was entertaining. It was uh, refreshing for The Matrix. And, and it also left a message that I feel like is pretty valuable right now. Those are the things that most people are actually end up missing when they go and see it. They're just going to be like, oh, the effects are old. Um, actually the matrix was the one to first innovate those effects in the first place. So, so I think they have license to do with it, whatever they want to do with it. And, and so it's just funny when there's that much of a gap between, right. The last sequel and now, and now this reimagining sort of, of the matrix, even though you could call it Canon, probably you, you could find a way for the story to fit in, but yeah, I, I think that distance between between this latest installation and and the sequel that was in the early 2000s i want to say um yeah 
is maybe maybe have people forgetting what made it so great in the first place. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. And uh, I, I hear a rumor that you wanted to call someone out on this episode. I'm being a little <laughs> cheeky, of course, but <laughs> cheeky indeed. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did you have to say there well actually it's, the message is from both of us but go ahead what you're just throwing me under the bus like this <laughs> it's throwing me out <sighs> i don't know but um you're saying it like it's like i'm like i'm gonna throw some shade or something yeah, no. no 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 <laughs> this is not gonna be anything crazy or controversial no no not at all not at all. Well, let's get right in there. Yeah. There's like I like I mentioned earlier, in the kind of music entrepreneurship space, there aren't many people in it. There's a few notable names, yep. including, you know, Rick Barker, Adam Ivy, yes, Mariam C, few people. And I wanted to give a shout out. Well, call out, apparently it's a call out, <laughs> to Rick Barker, yes. who those who haven't heard of him, maybe they're living under a rock. A probably. Music. Yeah, probably. Rick Barker used to manage Taylor Swift, and he's currently, like, I'd say, if not the biggest, one of the biggest people in the music industry, music entrepreneurship niche, and he helps people to move forward in their music careers yeah and i was just gonna put a stake in the ground and say rick barker if you hear this or if you're listening come chat with us we want you to chat with us and so we can really lay it out on the table raw and real and have an open conversation about the current state of the music industry and what we think is going to move forward and how people like us like you are paving the way to help it get to where it should be at least on an independent level in terms of getting people kind of out of the rut or out of that kind of level where it's like ah no progress stagnation of how do i even go beyond this plateau that i've reached so soon you know so that's the call out rick barker we're calling you out to come I'm say sorry. hi <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <then absolutely>. if, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if anyone listens to his podcast or follows him on his platforms and you're listening to this you type to him and you say hey you know david and wolf they're calling you out you should actually go listen you know and if you make that happen if you hit him up we might have something in store for you something that you might Ooh. Like we might, we'll see. Just we'll might. see how it goes. Yeah, we might. If it might, <laughs> emphasis on might. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Rick's most used social media platform is, but you know what? It was going to be part of my thirty-day challenge course anyway. Reach out to Rick Barker and see if you can get a response. And it's not a failure if you don't. So try Facebook, try Twitter, try whatever. And if one of Rick Barker's people happens to be listening, make sure this message gets to him as well. And uh, yeah, we look forward to a good friendly chat and 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 hot debate. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's going to be a friendly chat for sure. 100%, 100%. Awesome. Well, I think we've, we've had a good chat here today, Wolf. And, you know, is there anything you'd like to say in closing? I'm here if you want to reach out, just go through Gaki Music, gakimusic.com, contact, or email info at gakimusic.com. Mm -hmm. So G-A-K-I music. Yeah, it will be below anyway. You can yeah. read it. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes and everything else. So yeah, you can find me at Music Entrepreneur HQ, and I'm generally pretty easy to reach on Twitter and BitClout which are kind of similar platforms. And so I don't know if everyone's using BitClout yet, but it sort of seems like the future of, of Twitter at this point. It's actually a really great platform. So I'm easy to reach on either of those. So we look forward to hearing your feedback on this episode and, and that's how to reach us. So we had a lot of fun today. Thank you for joining us. 
and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Hey, it's David Angeweep to wrap up this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I wanted to urge you to stay subscribed to the show. I know we're going down to a monthly format for a while, and that might be disappointing to some, but if you think of it like a Christmas present each month, wait on beta breath for each episode to come out, and the moment it publishes, open that present, consume it like you just paid $997 for it, you're going to get so much more out of every show and every word. And if you want to see more from us, show us that you care. Leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes and share this episode with a friend who really needs it. There's bound to be someone you know who can benefit from this episode. So give the goodness away and be a leader in your world. Be someone who adds value to others. Thank you for listening. We love and appreciate you. So today I want to share something special with you. It's called The Great Gift Giveaway. You might recall that my friend Amos Bracewell has been on the show a couple of times and most recently he shared about his new contest. Well, this contest is now live and there are daily giveaways, weekly giveaways, other giveaways, some amazing opportunities to win access to my brand new corking course, vocal lessons with Jane Perrette, handmade soaps, and a lot more. So go to thegreatgiftgiveaway.com and sign up today. You'll have me to blame when you start winning great prizes. This has been episode 262 of the New Music Industry Podcast. I'm David Andrew Weeb, and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thanks for listening. The opening theme, closing theme, and closing segment ambient music was created by Brian Bob Young. If other music was used in this episode, it's credited in the show notes at musicentrepreneurhq.com. Please leave us a rating and review in iTunes to help us spread the word about the show. 